From the front line. It's not going to work, man. From the tailgates. Representing KGYR and its stakeholders. We are the Forum for the Fan. The Bleed Blue Show. Flying solo. Here's your host, Steve. Hey, we are Forum for the Fans, the Bleed Blue Show, the Ring Podcast with Ranger Proud. Uh, Blue Shirts lose to the Hurricanes. Uh, four to two empty net goal uh, to seal the deal for the Canes. Uh, it was a pretty good uh, even flow game. Uh, yeah, I, I know we got a ro- new roster, and I do still think we have a fighting chance to compete for a cup. Uh, but this is going to be a very tough out. This Carolina Hurricane team. This is a team that uh, Scott had going to the finals. And now that I see like our roster compared to their roster. Uh, we're going to have to play pretty much a flawless hockey game with more intense pressure to compete with these guys if we ever to meet up with them in the playoffs. But we don't want to for, you know overlook opponents in the first round. But Carolina is a deadly – they're a deadly uh, team. They, they pretty much can go all the way, pretty much can get out of the East. And it showed it too. Um, I was actually surprised to see uh, – you know, Capacaco, I haven't really kept tabs. You know, we talk about a week to week as far as his injury report. But Caco's return tonight on that line with Lafreniere, uh, we could talk about that. I thought Keandre Miller had more. He had a very good game, but then he had that, I would call it a blunder. I thought he could have came up a little bit more on, on Sebastian Ajo that would have prevented the pass to, to Jarvis on that goal. But he had some very good moments in this game as well. But what I see as far as Anderson versus Shesterkin, I mean, you're talking about Ali versus Frazier, goalie-wise this season. Uh, this was a big-time game for the Rangers, and we needed this game to really, if you're trying to go for the division, I think the division right now is probably been put to rest now. Um, and actually probably goes back to the game I was bitching about back in January when we started Gorky off. So I'll definitely ask uh, the guys uh, as far as, uh, you know, did we lose the game? T- did we lose the division tonight? Or was it already lost even before all the trades acquisitions back in January, January when we were in Raleigh? So let's talk about it. Uh, Glenn, what's up, man? Um, let's let's talk about what happened tonight, man. I, I'm actually down, man. I'm, I'm actually um, disappointed um, how we fizzled the Rangers this season. As we were actually always a strong – as the game went, the team has gotten stronger as the game has gone. But it was actually the complete opposite tonight. I thought it started off strong, and as the game went, the team didn't show urgency and, you know, the costly mistakes in Carolina's own cost us the game, man, uh, when they re- their retaliation goes, man. What's up, man? How you doing? I'm all right, Steve. Uh, I'm yeah. kind of feeling the same way you, you are, too. A little bummed out after, uh, uh, you know, playing them even for the first two periods and, uh, you know, mm-hmm. talking about the, the great record that uh, we have uh, when tied after two. But Carolina also has a great record uh, when tied after two. So it was going to be interesting to see what happened. But, uh, you know, you, you get behind this team, uh, Carolina I'm talking about, and, uh, you know, they're really tough to, to come back on because they can 
really put the clamps on you. And, and they did that for the majority of the third period after they got the lead. Um, you know, it was uh, kind of interesting. After the second period, I don't remember who mentioned it in the, during the intermission, but, you know, the first two periods were kind of uh, uh, like prize fighters, kind of feeling each other out, mm-hmm. waiting for the other to make a mistake. And, uh, um, you know, both teams had played a very clean game up to that point. And then, uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, the, the play that you mentioned, I thought Keandre got a little, caught a little flat-footed there. Um, yeah. You know, it was, in the, it was in the middle of a change, and I think he wasn't really – I don't know if he had just come on or uh, if he, you know, was uh, had been on already. I didn't notice, but it seemed like he got caught a little flat-footed there of, of not really playing either Jarvis or Ajo. And, uh, you know, they were able to make that play, uh, Ajo, to uh, Jarvis, who made a great play on a backhander to beat Igor. Um, you know, and, and, and once the, once they get the lead, uh, you know, they're, they're tough to come back from. Uh, you know, the, the, uh, the, they don't really change their style, uh, as was mentioned, too. They continue that aggressive forechecking. Uh, they continue to... Yeah kind of uh, clog up the neutral zone. Rangers had a tough time, uh, I noticed tonight, getting through the neutral zone and into the Carolina zone cleanly. Um, You know, it seemed like it was kind of a scramble. Every time they were able to get over the blue line, they really didn't have a lot of possession, uh, you know, clean possession in the Carolina zone. And, uh, you know, like you say, this team is very good, Carolina, and uh, they're going to be a tough out. you know, this game was a little different from the first two. The first two, Carolina was just kind of flying by the Rangers, odd man right. rushes, and, and all of that. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, this game, you know, to start off, it, it, I, I thought the Rangers, whether it was the Rangers doing that or Carolina kind of uh, playing a little differently. Um, but, you know, we really didn't see a lot of that. Um, but, uh, you know, I thought, it, you know, in the end it was a – it was a – uh, a good competitive game between two very good teams. And uh, like you say, you don't want to look past anybody in the first round, but uh, they're going to be tough to, to get by. Um, so, you know, we'll see how it goes, you know, if we are lucky enough to get there. But uh, right now this team is playing uh, very well against the Rangers and, uh, you know, try to come up with some kind of schemes to uh, to break that forechecking and get out of the zone and, uh get through the neutral zone and that's not an easy thing to do. So, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not totally discouraged, but I'm a little disappointed because going into the third period, I was feeling pretty good. I was thinking they're going to find a way to, uh, to, to do it. And, uh, you know, really couldn't do it. And I'm sure we'll talk about it too. The only highlight of that was, uh, Crider getting his 50th. Yeah. Um, Crider got his 50th, uh, about time, um, magical season for Crider. And um, I'm with you, Glenn, as far as it seemed like this game, the first period, it probably is more so 65% Rangers controlling the tempo and Carolina was just pretty much on cruise control because we've seen other games yeah. versus the Hurricanes where they were pretty much fast, very aggressive with forechecking and, yep. and just in attack mode the first half of the game. It didn't feel like that with Carolina tonight. Um mm-hmm. And then it was a nice play by Zabinajad to bait defenders towards him and Keandre Miller getting that first goal. Uh, you know, he did a good job getting really deep, and I think that caught everybody defensively off guard for the Carolina Hurricanes. But let's get Scott on here. Mm-hmm. Scott, what's up, man? And um, 
you know, I'm kind of bummed out, man, because I really, I really wanted this game so bad. And get, let's get your thoughts on this game. And also, is the division done? Like, it's over. Like, I mean, if we were to win this game, we would be tied uh, for, for first place, and we would have the tiebreaker. Um, but also, can I also even go back to the game you were at in North Carolina? Did we also had a chance? You know, that game we didn't start uh, Gorkiov. I mean, we didn't start Shostarkin. We started Gorkiov, and you were there that that night. Was it also? Could you also say this possible? Had we had started a hotter goaltender at the time in Shostarkin? Versus this version of Sisterkin, are we still having that same conversation as far as division? I think it's interesting because I never lost lost track of that date, and now it's like, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I mean, yeah, that was a head scratcher. Uh, that first one, the first one where they they uh, well, both of them actually uh, just so happens in the second game we got the uh, the game of his life. Uh, now, full disclosure, I did not watch the game tonight. I was actually playing hockey, and uh, it ended right around the time this game ended, so here I am. Uh, but I did, you know, I was checking the score periodically, and I did look at the, um, uh, I saw that we outshot them 30-25, to 25, and, you know, I heard the, uh, you know, the tail end of, uh, of, of what Glenn was saying. So it is nice to see uh, that they actually did play Carolina pretty well. Um they obviously have to. If we are going to play them in a series, uh, you know, this is a huge step. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to go negative and say they got to do better, but it'd be because this was a huge step in the right direction. You know, two games they played them. They they didn't even belong on the ice. You know, your game aside, in that first one, they didn't belong on the same ice in those first two. Uh, you know, including the one that we somehow miraculously won. So it was nice to see that we can actually play with this team tonight. That being said, we don't like the results, but. You know, I'll take the positive there uh, that we did look a lot. I'm assuming uh, that, that we looked a lot better, and we definitely looked better on the, uh, you know, on the score sheet, the box score. So that's something to take away. Um, is the division? No, the division's not done. I mean, what do we got? Eight games, nine games. We still got another one with Carolina. They're, you know, they they think they played decently tonight. I would assume. Um, but, you know, they're not playing that great. Um, you know, maybe this, you know, they're a great team and a cup contender, so maybe this is, they're just uh, going through their little, uh, you know, foot off the gas or whatnot. That being said, we're still very much mathematically uh, alive with the division. Um, you know, realistically speaking, you know, losing this game really hurts the chances, but uh, and I'm fine with either way, you know. I, you know, and then Steve, I have a little answer to that question uh, that you asked me, uh, you know, three weeks ago, four weeks ago or so, right after the trade, right after the trades, uh, when you had asked, uh, you know, how far can I think this, this this team can go? And I said, let me let me get a couple uh, couple games, couple weeks in uh, to see how the new guys fit in. Uh, I am sold. I'm a believer in this team. I really am. Uh, I think that we are now deep enough. Uh, to, to to win a seven-game series. And I think that was the problem in, in the games, you know, in the first two-thirds of the season. I, I think that, you know, when they were finding those ways to win games, you know, they say that, that the phrase that good teams find ways to win games. But it was just, you know, the way they were playing, the way they were winning those games, I thought would have caught up with them in the playoffs. And now I don't think that way. I think, uh, you know, they're playing complete games. They're starting out. They, they've been starting to outshoot teams, which, you know, was a problem the entire season. They're out shooting teams. That Ottawa game, I mean, I realize it was Ottawa, but, I mean, 
you know, Ottawa got the first goal. Big deal after that. It was over. I mean, the, the Rangers just just went for the throat early on. I mean, that game was just total domination. And Ottawa's, uh, you know, like the Buffalo game from a couple weeks ago, uh, Ottawa's not the same team that they were. They're not exactly the doormat. You hear the term, you know, trying to play spoilers and whatnot. Uh, and, and, and they just didn't belong on the same ice as we did. And, and, and we're starting to play a lot of games like that. Uh, you know, we played, beat Pittsburgh three times in, in, in the past month and dominated all three of those games, I think. So, uh, and, and, and that's good to see because that's most likely going to be the, uh, the first round matchup. So, no, I am absolutely on board with this team now. And, uh, you know, I don't necessarily, I don't know if they are on the same level. Um, as a Colorado or, or a Carolina or a Florida, but you know, the, 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 how often does the uh, the outstanding number one seed win the cup? So uh, I think sky's the winner for this team. I really do. All right, cool, cool. Let's go back around. Um, I'll go back to you, Glenn. So looking at Carolina, so they got what four points ahead of the Rangers right now. Currently, they got a big game Saturday versus Colorado in Denver. And then they lost to the Islanders uh, about three days ago, four days ago at home. Mm-hmm. But they got the Islanders at, you know, uh, at USB. Uh, what about, like, like Scott said, got the Rangers again in, what, two weeks from now, this time, and uh, back at home again. So let's say the Rangers figure out, okay, rebound against Philadelphia tomorrow, and then find a way to get on a nice little win streak where hopefully you're hoping Colorado gets the two points or, you know, does it go into overtime, beat Colorado? But they got some cupcakes in there, though. Arizona, you know, Jersey's kind of hit or miss, like we talked about before. You know, they play hard. They score offensively, no defense. But do you think it's over, Glenn? That's that's what I'm trying to look at. Mapping it out, four down, four points. How do you make up those four points? I'm looking at the Colorado and another game versus, you know, with us. Uh, what do you? What's your thoughts, Glenn? And then also we'll we'll get into the players. But what are your thoughts on Capital Capco's return? What are your thoughts? Yep. You know, what are your thoughts on on uh, the goalie matchup tonight? Uh, Kevin Rooney. What, what what are your thoughts? Well, well, first first I want to ask Scott if he scored his fiftieth tonight as well. Yeah, Scott, <laughs> did you? No, did, 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 no, <laughs> no. I'm actually. No, uh, no. I took up goaltending. I took up goaltending oh, really? uh, about a year ago, and yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm still, you know, getting the hang of it. But I played decently today. Uh, some goals I'd like back, but I had a couple nice, uh, a couple nice saves. So um, no, I did. Uh, I did not. And I did not score a goal. I know Igor's getting close. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm working on that uh, on that rink, rink long wrist shot. But uh, no, I uh, <laughs> no, I did not. All right, well. <laughs> Well, you know, I, I, I'm an old goaltender as well, and I, I probably every game I ever played, I had one or two that I wanted to have back. So that's uh, that kind of goes with the uh, that that's kind of the way it goes. But I had a good glove hand. I have to say that I had a good glove hand. I used to ba- I used to bait guys. You know, I'd kind of leave the gloves side open a little bit and try and get them to shoot there. But problem was they weren't that good, so they'd miss my glove hand and beat me <laughs> on the other side. Um, but uh, anyway, what you were what you were talking about, Steve? Um, you know, I. I mean, Carolina was six, eight points ahead of us for for most of the season. And, um, you know, I, I was kind of surprised that, you know, they went through this little tough stretch while the Rangers were playing real well and, and kind of came back to the Rangers. So, really, I, I wasn't expecting to be fighting for the division until maybe the last week or so. Uh, but, 
you know, as you say, uh, it, mm-hmm. they got a uh, Carolina's got a tough game against Colorado, uh, but you know they got some cream puffs on their schedule too. The Rangers' yeah. uh, schedule is kind of uh, favorable as well. The majority of their games are at home, uh, so uh, is the division over? I hate to say it, but yeah, I think so. Um, I, I I think Carolina is, uh, you know, they they. They looked a little more to me like themselves today. I haven't seen a lot of Carolina games in the last couple of weeks, but uh, they seemed a little bit more, especially when they got the lead. Uh, they just put the clamps on the Rangers and had a tough time. They had a tough time uh, really moving the puck after that. Uh, so I, I hate to say it. I think the division is over. I think I saw, though, uh, the other day, um, the way the playoffs go in the first round, that if the Rangers did catch Carolina, they would play Tampa. And, uh, you know, I mean, they're the champs until they're not. And I'm not sure I would want to necessarily play Tampa in the first round. So uh might be better if they just come in second. You hate to pick your uh, your poison because uh, you never know how things are going to turn out, even though we've uh, uh, we've seen them play so well against Pittsburgh this year. But, um, you know, all things considered, maybe it's just better off they come in second, you know, kind of go down the stretch. They got a big enough lead on Pittsburgh that Pittsburgh probably won't catch them. And, uh, you know, maybe arrest a guy here or there. I, I saw there was some thought about maybe doing that, uh, not taking the foot off the gas. But, you know, giving guys who might be a little banged up or a little tired a uh, game off and, uh, you know, have everybody ready for the playoffs. So I'm not against that. It, it may not be the worst thing to to just kind of play it that way, be happy with second, and, and we go from there with Pittsburgh. Um, uh, you know, you mentioned before, I, Keandre had a great game. Uh, despite that one kind of where he kind of got caught in the middle on that uh, second goal uh, by Carolina. Other than that, he played a great game. He made a great uh, play. I think it was toward the end of the first period to keep the reaching in and keeping the puck in. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, obviously the goal the goal was a really nice goal. I think he had another. Another chance where he kind of went around a couple of guys and, and got a scoring chance. So, uh, you know, Keandre is just getting better and better. This team is uh, is so so well constructed right now. I I, I like that third line of uh, Goudreau with Kako and Lafreniere. Uh, the fourth line we can mix and match a bunch of guys. You know, even if Brzezinski plays, he's played well. Reeves, if you need him. Rooney back is, is, is great for the penalty killing. Um, and I love the top two lines right now. Um, you know, those trades have worked out. We talked about it last week. Those trades have worked out so well. Uh, Vitrano was, was a beast tonight. Uh, so I, I think this, this team is really well constructed going into the playoffs. Uh, Kako coming back tonight, but you know, I thought he was involved. Um, you know, I don't think he, uh, you know, you kind of noticed him a lot, but there were some spots where he was involved. Uh, so he's got 10 games to uh, kind of get his, uh, you know, get himself back into the groove too. Uh, so uh, mm-hmm. all in all, I'm very optimistic going into the playoffs. I think we're, you know, hitting hitting our stride right now at the right time, despite tonight. Um, hopefully everybody can stay healthy. We can go into the playoffs with a full lineup and, uh, uh, you know, go from there. But I'm I'm very encouraged. I can't I can't wait for the next nine, ten games, whatever it is, to be over and get these playoffs started. We've been talking about it all season uh, and anticipating it, and uh, I can't wait to get started. Really. 
So, uh, as far as Kako and your thoughts on that, his shifts uh, with his line mates tonight, um, you mm-hmm. know, you say you got about 10 games, uh, you know, eight games or whatever left in the season. What do you want to see out of him in particular? Is it just be finishing shifts? You want to see him attack more through the offensive zone, more so with the pug? Like, what are you expecting with him with a little bit, you know, with kind of like it's almost like a preseason for him in the sense because – you know, coming back late in the season, off an of injury, guys are already, in, you know, the line mates, they're all in full full stride. What, what are your thoughts as far as your plan? What would you do as far as getting him going? Or, or how would you get him going, like, his role? Well, as I said, I mean, I, I like that line of Goudreau, Lafreniere, and, and Kako. Uh, you know, uh, uh, we had talked about that last week about – you know, who was going to play where when everybody comes back. And, and we had talked about maybe having Goudreau, uh, you know, be at center. Uh, that was before Heedle got hurt uh, because, you know, you got a lot more responsibilities as a center. And, uh, you know, Goudreau, I think, is is very good at that, very reliable defensively and all. Um, I would like to see Kako, and I think it's really just an extension of what I've wanted to see all along. I want to see him drive to the net. I want to see him get more involved offensively. Um, You know, I I think he's rounded out his game as far as uh, being a responsible defensive player. Uh, He does well in the corners, digging out the puck. Um, I'd just like to see him use his size and uh, his speed and his hands, if if he can with his wrist, uh, just get more involved in the offense. Because, uh, you know, we all know that, uh, you know, you see it time and time again in the playoffs. It's not always the big guns that are the guys that uh, that come through in the playoffs. I mean, you need them, obviously. But, you know, how often is it is it more the, the I don't want to say more obscure guys, but, you know, the bottom six guys that, you know, somebody gets hot or somebody scores a big goal at the end of a game or overtime or something. And, uh, you know, the third line that the Rangers have, I think, can, is – probably as good as any third line in the Eastern Conference, certainly. And, uh, you know, a lot of times the, the first two lines tend to kind of, uh, uh, you know, void each other out a lot of times. And, you know, it, it's sometimes those bottom six players that are ones that uh, wind up coming up with the big plays and the big goals. So if the Rangers can have a, 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 a an advantage uh, in that third uh, line, where a lot of times you're playing against the uh, the third defensive pairing of the other team, um, I think that would go a long way toward having success in the playoffs. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I'm hoping that Lafreniere has been okay. Uh, you know, I, I he's back in his left wing position that he's more comfortable with. I thought before the the trade for Vetrano that he was adapting to playing right wing with uh, Kreider and Mika. Uh, so I'm hoping that with him back in a position that he's more familiar with, uh, which I think is better probably in the playoffs anyway, um, and Goudreau centering that line with Kako. Now, I don't know what you're going to do with Heedle when he comes back, but uh, I like that line right now, and I think that line is as good or better than any third line in the conference, so I think that could be a real advantage, and that's what I'd like to see about Kako. Uh, you know, contributing more offensively, even if even if he's not scoring, driving to the net, disrupting the plays. Um, that's what I'd like to see from him. 
you know, the scoring, we'll see. Like like I've talked about a couple of weeks, when you got a wrist injury, you know, he may not be right till next year, uh, if that's what it was. But I would like to see him uh, be more of a force uh, in his offensive game. So we'll look for that, hopefully, in the next uh, eight games and, and see where that goes. Yeah, as far as Gaudreau, um I like the way he drew that he drew that penalty on Brendan Smith. That, that, that's yeah, that was great. That was great. Yep. Yeah, that and I was thinking to myself at that time, the way he was positioning his body and made Smith bait for that penalty. And it's just the key. I mean, this is more of a front office than anything as far as getting the right hockey player, a winning hockey player, and nothing against Brendan Smith because, yep. you know, Brendan Smith, you know, a few years with the Rangers before that with the Red Wings and things like that. But just the fact that you got a player who makes the plays that, that draw penalties, those are winning hockey plays. Those are unnoticed <laughs> stuff. I don't think mm-hmm. about it because when I look at when these two teams in particular play, you guys all could agree. To me, it looks like a like if, it, if we're watching spring training, a split squad between Ranger players. It feels like we're playing a Rangers yeah. uh, JV team or a JV. Uh, yeah. Like a or almost. You know, it's not what they call a throwback team, but the, 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 the team from like four years ago. You got Brady Shea. You got Tony D'Angelo. You got. Uh, Brendan Smith, you got oh yes for You got all these former, yep. You got all these former Rangers. It's, it's kind of weird in that sense. Like almost almost like castaways from the Rangers are all on this team on Carolina, and they're now and they're the team in first place. It's weird in mm-hmm. how you think about that. But yeah, uh, Keandre Miller, that move you're talking about, he did it on Jacob Slavin. <laughs> yes, it that's right. It, it, it wasn't like it was on some cupcake. Defender, some guy from the third line, and just barely make it. No, he did it on that guy. That was a beautiful. Mm-hmm. I, w- I was hoping he would have scored on that. Oh, it, it would have been yep. highlight material on on yep. hockey shows for the rest of the week. It was a beautiful for move sure. throwing that puck. He did the, the he split it to two guys and then had the puck go in between Slavin's legs, caught him totally off guard, and recovered that. Yep. I wouldn't call it recovered the puck, but retrieved the puck and all in one motion. It was. Beautiful. The only thing missing was not getting the goal on that point. But he, he had a very good game. Yep. But it was that one point where, you know, biting up on Aho and 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 Jarvis getting behind Zabinijad for that other goal. So, man. Let me ask you, uh, we'll go back to Scott, and, and then I'll, we'll come around. We'll give a, this extended sure. final thoughts from on this game, Glenn, because mm-hmm. it, it's not like the, the Rangers didn't play bad. It's just like no. capital, they capitalized off the mistakes so well tonight. Uh, Jordan Stahl, remember the, the, the one shot? It was like, uh, was it a block, or he fanned on the shot, and Jordan Stahl recovered? Yeah, it no, it was a block. Uh, it was a block? Yeah, okay. Brady Shea bloke. Brady Shea broke his stick on the on the shot, and it hit somebody. Uh, I don't know who it was, a Ranger defender, and it just kind of dribbled over to Stahl, who just kind of turned around and, and shot, right. and uh, and it went in. And, and you know, Steve, I mean, that first Bad goal breaks. was a fluky goal, too. The first goal was a fluky goal, too. I mean, it was a good play yeah. by Sveshnikov, but, but that was fluky, too. So, I mean, I look at this game as we played them pretty even. Yeah. They got good breaks, man, Carolina. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, it's not like it was like they dominated us. It was like these. Uh-uh. It was like it was like it was like bad breaks. It felt like. Uh-huh. But that, that's the question. They got to go back and look at the tape on this game because this is what it's going to come down to when we play that type of quality team, them or somebody like Florida, whatever. 
how, how, what are you going to do to minimize the mistakes? And it's hard to say mm-hmm. because you can't predict where the puck is going to be in the future. You mm-hmm. gotta. How do you, that's what I'm saying? Like, how do you go about cleaning up what we saw tonight? Those were it was it was bad breaks. It would seem like it was more bad breaks than mistakes than anything. Mm-hmm. Most of it. What are your thoughts on that? Going yeah, ahead and go about this guy. yeah, no, no, it was. I mean, the first goal by Svechnikov. You know, Sturkin yeah. had made a great save. You know, I think they mentioned on the game, and I think they were right that he kind of lost sight of where the puck was for a second, and uh, you know, the puck went right, right behind the net with uh, with Svechnikov, and he was able to just kind of you know backhanded off Shesterkin's foot. Uh, so you know, you see those goals happen. I don't know what you can really do about that, but. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, that was a fluky goal. Then the, the second one, you know, again, like I said, Keandre got caught a little flat-footed, but they also got caught in a change, too. I mean, Mika was trying to catch up to, uh, uh, you know, to Ajo, while uh, Keandre was kind of in a in a kind of a not-sure-what-to-do situation. Uh, so, uh, you know, and then, like you said, that third goal, the Jordan Stahl goal, uh, it, it got blocked and just kind of dribbled right to stall, and he just kind of turned around and shot. And you know that's something that you can't expect. The puck could have gone in a totally different direction. Um, I mean, that's the way the game is. You know, you can't. Uh, I'm not saying it was all total breaks, but um, you know, like they said on the game, and I thought too, the first two periods, both teams were kind of waiting for a mistake to happen, and it was a very clean game. Neither team made a mistake, and then. Uh, all of a sudden, you know, the Rangers made one on that bad change, and uh, Carolina cashed in. So, I mean, it was almost like it was predicted that, you know, that's how the first the, the, the tie-breaking goal was going to come, that somebody was going to make a mistake, some kind of weird thing happened, and, and that's what it was. But you're right. I mean, they got breaks, really, on, on all three yeah. of their goals. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's lucky bounces. That's the way hockey is, you know. I mean, so I'm not saying, you know, the Rangers should have won. They played better and all. Um, you know, they got a couple of lucky breaks that Carolina were able to come away with the win. The only thing I would say, though, uh, although I thought it was a very evenly played game, is that uh, once Carolina got that lead, the Rangers had a, a little bit of a tough time getting out of their end and getting through the neutral zone mm-hmm. because Carolina just kind of turned on the forecheck, turned on, turned on the, the, you know, continued with the aggressive play, even though they had the lead. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that caused the Rangers some fits through the middle part of that second period or the third period after uh, Carolina got the lead. So, I mean, I think the key to playing this game and it, it, it is for every game. So I'm not being, uh, you know, I'm not, telling somebody uh, something that everybody doesn't know but i think the key is to try and stay even or ahead of this team and not fall behind because that's when you run into a little bit of a problem and uh you know just minimize the mistakes like you say and and uh hope you can get out ahead of them and then uh you know have them be because because the the middle part of the third period uh carolina played to me like they were behind by two goals they were aggressive they were forechecking. Mm-hmm. They didn't change the way they played. Uh, you know, they didn't kind of back off and go in that defensive kind of shell. It was almost like if you didn't know what the score was, you would think Carolina was the team that was trying to catch up. So, you know, that's the way right. they play. We've seen it. And, uh, you know, that's what they're going to have to hope, hopefully work on for the, the next game against Carolina in a couple of weeks. Uh, and then uh, if we are fortunate enough, 
fortunate enough to see them in the playoffs. Um, you know, it's going to be tough to beat this team four, four times in seven games, but, uh, you know, there, there are things that we've seen uh, and we're just, you know, sitting and watching the game as fans. I'm sure there are things that the coaches are seeing that, uh, you know, they'll, they'll uh, have them work on uh, when they're playing Carolina, uh, whether it's, you know, the next game or, or in the playoffs. So, uh, uh, you know, Gallant's been great all year as far as uh, adjusting to things. The players have been great about bouncing back from, from losses. So, um, you know, I'm sure they'll come up with some kind of game plan to, uh, to try to slow Carolina down and try to uh, uh, get ahead and beat that forecheck. And that's what you got to do. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. Let's talk about some positive stuff. And Scott, we'll go back to you. Final thoughts. I know uh, we got to get going because I want to get your thoughts on not only your road trip last week and if you can share your great story, but also, you know, it's always good being Pittsburgh. Crosby or no Crosby, it was a great game last week. And like you said, uh, uh, the Ottawa game. But we could never not say uh, this. You know, somebody alluded to it. I think Glenn did. Clyde got a 50th goal. And you're, you know, you've kind of been. You know, the Kiter, you know, the Kiter, uh, what's the word I would use? Uh, you, you get on this case, basically. Um, I think we should celebrate Kiter for this one season, uh, you know, after all these years, you know, if, if you have any uh, commenting words for Chris Kreider. And also your final thoughts. But also share what your, your, your thoughts on when you went to the Wild versus Blues game as well. All right. Uh, first of all, yes, credit credit words due. Uh, congratulations to Kreider. Uh, it's just been a phenomenal year. Um, I, I don't like I said. I really want to hear the tapes from last year because I don't believe that I've ever said a bad word about the man. No, no, you did. You did. We just wanted you. Just... Okay. okay. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, no. You know, I can criticize, but I have to get a credit word too. But the guy's had a phenomenal year. Um, there really hasn't really been a game where, you know, he, he's disappeared, uh, which has been his MO. Uh, he's just like, you know, like I said early on, I don't know if Gallant, if he just respects Gallant, if he likes the system, uh, if he, he's Gallant said something to scare him, like, I don't know, don't care. Uh, Cause this is a different Crider than we've ever seen since he came in in 2012. I mean, we knew he had the talent. We knew he could do this. That's why it was so frustrating. Like we knew that he was a, yep. you know, 35, 40 goal minimum guy. We knew that, um, you know, if not, you know, multiple 50 seasons. So whatever it's in the past. This is the Crider now. Couldn't happen at a better time. Uh, so yes, congratulations and, to him. Absolutely, and, 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 he's got a. And just like he's got a. Just like that. Yeah, go ahead. And just like that. And just like that, um, it's worth the six point six million dollars on the salary, right? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. All of a sudden, Crider's a steal. He's a bargain. Yeah, he's a bargain. <laughs> he's a bargain now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, so yeah, no, congratulations to him. He's still got a legit shot to uh to to beat uh to beat Yonder, so that'll be interesting. Yeah, so we do uh, you know, in addition to playing for positioning, we got something to watch there. Um uh yeah, so as as Steve mentioned, um I had a business trip. My um you know, I work from home but my office is based in Saint Louis, so I went out there for uh for a thing on Thursday. Um I, I got there Wednesday night and I noticed that um I was planning on going to the blues game. I knew the blues were home. I wanted to go on Friday. In fact I worked it out with my boss because they paid for my hotel Wednesday and Thursday. I said, Well, I'll pay for my own hotel on Friday night and go back Saturday. Is that cool? They said, Absolutely. So I knew I was gonna go to the Blues Wild game on Friday night. 
Um, but when I got there in the morning, what I didn't realize was that it was Cardinals opening day. And I have, I've, you know, I'm a Mets fan, so I've never had the whole, you know, Yankee Stadium experience. I've been, been, been to tons of games. But, uh, you know, Yankees, when they were going on their tear, you know, Steve, uh, as you know, I, I'm very uh, harsh on the Yankees uh, on the social media, but I respect <laughs> at least that fan atmosphere. You know, in the 90s and 2000s, I've been there. I've been to playoff games. You know, I've seen – so I've never – you know, as a Mets fan, even when they're good, I've never really seen that kind of atmosphere. So I walked into St. Louis Cardinals opening day, and I waited till about the second inning uh, once the game started, and I was able to get a standing room seat for 30 bucks. Um, and I've never seen, I mean, you know, people, I, I knew people were telling me for years, Cardinals fans, Cardinals fans, you know, the Mets, I mean, they are some, um, um, that was just an amazing atmosphere there. Uh, I got there in the second inning, just pretty much walked around, just soaking it all in, taking pictures. I mean, they won 9 nothing. Uh, I didn't really get to watch much of the game, though. I was just, you know, in awe, taking it. It's a beautiful stadium. Um, so that was a nice experience. I stayed for about three, four innings and then left before the game ended. Just uh, just really great I did that. And then, yes, the next night uh, I went to, to Blues Wild. I was sitting uh, a couple rows up on the upper deck, dead center ice. It was nice. Uh, it was a good game. Uh, it was a really good game. Um, Blues went up one nothing, went down 3-1. Uh, it's funny because Buchnevich scored the first goal for, for St. Louis. <laughs> and everybody – I, mean, I was just waiting for Zuccarello to get his for uh, for uh, for Minnesota, but but he went pointless. Um, and it was three one about midway through the third, and I was good. I was, I was tired, and my hotel was a good uh, twenty five minute Uber ride away. And I was thinking of leaving, but I didn't. And the Blues came back and tied it. Uh, and went to overtime, and uh, the Blues won in overtime. So I definitely got my money's worth. And um, mm-hmm. you know, the same thing with the hockey fans. Just St. Louis fans are just just really really great people. You know, I was wearing mm-hmm. I was wearing a Rangers hat. I didn't want to go full Rangers, you know. I kind of grew out of that, so I was wearing a Rangers hat with my uh, with my red uh, Letter Kenny Irish. Uh, I think we, I think I mentioned that show, uh, the show Letter Kenny, um, the Canadian show, and I, you know, the jersey from the show, and I wore that. Yeah. I got a lot of compliments on that. And you know how you can tell a good hockey city is that every compliment I got, uh, every single person called it a sweater. Nobody said nice jersey. Everybody said nice sweater, great sweater. That's how you know you're in a legit hockey town when everybody who compliments you refers to it as a sweater rather than a jersey or shirt. So uh, just really nice welcoming people, uh, both events. Uh, it, was, it was a great time. And, you know, it was really nice to go to a hockey game as a neutral observer, just to mm-hmm. put my feet up, have a beer, and not care who won the game. It was just, doesn't happen. Happened often, and it was just nice to not get all bent out of shape. Speaking of which, I will be in Philly tomorrow. And speak, speaking of getting bent out of shape, uh, I will be in Philly tomorrow for that game. Uh, and you know, as bad as they are, uh, you know, it's still Philly. The people are still going to be terrible. Uh, the good news is we're going to have a, we'll probably have a lot of blue down there because uh, I have a couple. You know, I, I got a couple uh, Flyer fan friends, and I asked them. We got a big crowd going. There's about 14 of us going, and I was asking my Flyer friends, "Hey, you want to come down? It's going to have fun. We'll have cheesesteak." No, I'm not going to that game. Are you nuts? So uh, <laughs> the good news is tickets are cheap. So the good news is we're going to have a lot of heads down there, and I think the people that will be there probably don't care. <laughs> so uh, should uh, hopefully knock on wood be uh, uneventful as far as, uh, you know, Philly-New York games go down there. But um, – so I'm pretty excited about that. And I would assume I will get Georgiev tomorrow night, uh, but whatever. It is what it is. 
Um, so, yep, that's uh, that's what I got. Fantastic, man. Uh, the St. Louis. Remember, uh, the arena is really named after you. I know they changed the name. Was it Enterprise Center? It used to be the Scott yes. Trade Center. Scott. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. That's right. Yeah. It still is. <laughs> it forever will be. It's like like city. It's never City Field. It's the new Shea Stadium. That's what it's always. Oh, it's absolutely Shea. Scott Trace. Shout out to Scott Red on your final thoughts, man. And Glenn, your final thoughts, man. Um, you think the division's over? I agree. So let's just. I know. Let's get act. Let's get the pieces together. Let's go on a roll and, and roll the dice from there. What's your final thoughts? Yep. Yeah, I just got a couple of things. First of all, I will second what Scott was saying. Um, I've been to both uh, baseball games and and a lot of uh, uh, hockey games in St. Louis. In fact, uh, uh, you know, I I took a lot of business trips there. It's a long story. I met my wife in San Francisco, but she lived in St. Louis at the time. So I was in St. Louis a lot in the uh, early couple of years in the 90s, 90, 91 and uh, I, I think I go back to when it was called the Checker Dome, um, and I think they changed it to the Keel Auditorium. This is before the mm-hmm. building, I think, that there is. But I will second what he says. The St. Louis fans are great fans. They support their teams. Um, you, can, you can go in, in, uh, in your team's uh, colors, and, you know, they don't give you a hard time. You can have a, an intelligent baseball conversation or hockey conversation with them. And, uh, in fact, the Blues kind of became my second favorite team because uh, we went to so many games there when she was still living there, and they actually still are my, my second favorite team. I, I, I'm still a big fan of the Blues, so uh, they kind of they kind of got my heart uh, when I was down there uh, a lot and uh, enjoyed watching the. And that this is back uh, in the uh, uh, Hole uh, and Oates days, you know, when uh, Hole was there and Adam Oates and uh, a lot of those oh, yeah. guys. So. Uh, yeah, so that goes back to those days, and that was uh, that, and Brindamore was on that team too, actually, uh, with a connection to tonight. Um, but mm. um, so I second what Scott is saying about that. Uh, the other thing I wanted to mention was uh, what I thought was uh, really uh, uh, good from uh, Mika a couple of games ago. I think when Carter got his 49th, and uh, uh, Mika had made a point of saying, "I'm not, I'm not shooting anymore until he gets his 50th. I'm just feeding him." <laughs> So, so I thought that was kind of cool. You'd, you'd kind of expect that from Mika. And uh, the last thing I want to say, and we'll get into this next week maybe when we got more time, but I just want to tell Scott, I went to see the Batman. Oh, do it now. Get only it time, get it up the way. Why wait a week? The only, time, the only time I had to go, I had to miss the, the Colorado-Pittsburgh game on a Saturday afternoon. But – I, I skipped the, the pens and the abs to go see the Batman. So I don't know if we have time now. We can talk about it next time. I got a couple of thoughts. Um, but uh, if we're out of time tonight, Steve, I just want to bring it up. We can cover it next time. No, we can do it now. Let's do it now. Just, okay, you want to do it I'm now? Not. Okay, okay. Yeah, All right. Yeah, I, I, all right, so Scott, you tell me what you think. I thought it was good, very good. I'd give it a B. I didn't think it was great. Uh, I wanted to try to watch some of the other Batman movies since then to kind of rate them as you did, and I haven't really had the chance to do that. But I thought it was really good, for especially for a movie that long. It really held my interest. It was really good. Uh, I know you had made the point uh, when you had seen it that you thought that uh, 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 that he was really good as Batman but not so good as Bruce Wayne. And 
you know, you know, I had that go to my mind while I was watching it. And you know what I think it is uh, about his performance is uh, Pattinson's performance is that he was kind of the same guy as Bruce Wayne and Batman, you know, the kind of dark attitude and beady eyes and, and all that kind of thing. Whereas, you know, some of the other bat. Some of the other Batmans, I thought Bruce Wayne was, you know, he comes across as the kind of carefree playboy, you know, maybe a little innocent or a little naive or, or whatever. And uh, I thought Pattinson really was kind of the same character as Bruce Wayne and Batman. So maybe you can work on that the next time. I don't know what you think about that, if you thought that. And, uh, yeah, no, it, it's, uh, it's um, I'm sorry, uh, I didn't mean to interrupt okay. you if you weren't done. No, I was going to say, no, I noticed that as well. Um, and, and, yeah, I thought he was phenomenal in the cowl. And as little as there was without the cowl, I said the same thing. I said the exact same thing. I said, you know, he's basically playing the same character. He's mopey, emotionless, whatnot. So I don't know yeah. if they did that on purpose because while it wasn't an origin story, he was still, you know, basically still, you know, cutting his teeth, still, still learning the way. And I think they – you know, for the next one, because they're obviously going to be another one. In fact, I think they got three planned. But they, they, they gave themselves, they, they, they got a glorious opportunity to develop the character. I think this is a perfect opportunity for Alfred, because now, you know, at the end, you know, when he became public, when, you know, the whole, he's on TV rescuing the people. Now the whole world knows who he is. He's a superhero. So I think now you've got a glorious opportunity for at the beginning of the second movie for Alfred to sit him down and say, look, you need to work on your persona here because, as we all know, with, with, with Bruce Wayne and Batman, Batman is, is actually who he is, and the mm-hmm. Bruce Wayne character is really, like, the false facade. They, they say, like, take the, like, that's the mask, basically. So I think this is a perfect opportunity for Alfred to sit him down and say, look, you need to work on your, imper- you know, your, your public persona here because, you know, you need to, you know, start dating supermodels and, and getting drunk in public and making, you know, you need to, because you need to deflect suspicion. You know, people are going to start wondering yeah. who this guy is. And if you don't start acting like the dopey, drunken, no, don't care billionaire, they're going to think it's you. So I think they got a glorious <laughs> opportunity here to have him develop that character into the false facade of the, uh, you know, dopey zero F's given, uh, you know, billionaire playboy and, you know, hopefully that was the plan with this. Because, yes, I agree, it does need work. But hopefully it was planned that way. We'll find out in the next one. Yeah, that, you know, that's a very good point, And I hadn't thought about that. And, by the way, I loved the Alfred. Uh, I forget the actor's name, but I loved the Alfred character. I thought he was great. Um, yeah, but that, that's Andy a good Serkis. point. That makes you going to kind of, you know, develop that where, you're right, he really is Batman and, and, and Bruce Wayne is the – kind of alter ego that he's got to work on um two other points i would say one it was like about the 57th version of how uh i've heard bruce wayne's parents died um <laughs> this was a newman army with with bruce wayne's father running for mayor but uh, i hadn't heard that one before um you know i i go back to the days when in the comic books they went to the movies and they were like walking down the street and got uh caught up with a mugger who shot them and it was kind of simple but uh, this one was a little bit more, and I re- I loved the plot, by the way. Uh, I loved the whole plot. The only the only other thing, and this might just me being, uh, you know, a, a stick in the mud. Um, <laughs> what were the were the villains? Um, I mean, I I want my Riddler to be running around in a tight green uh, jumpsuit with question marks all over. Um, you want, I want Jim the Penguin to be. 
I want the penguin to be in like, you know, a tuxedo with pink lapels and an outrageously long cigarette holder and a top hat. Um, and, and although, and although, you know, the, the characters, in, in fact, I even thought the guy who played the penguin, uh, kind of looked like Danny DeVito, the Danny DeVito penguin, you know, kind of had like that kind of hook nose and I thought he kind of looked like him, but, um, and the Riddler also was kind of, uh, you know, that too. But they, they just, they kind of hit me as just like guys who they kind of fit into, uh, you know, the Penguin and the Riddler. And, you know, the Catwoman can never decide whether she wants to be on the side of the villains and the side of Batman. So that's, you know, I'm kind of used to that. Uh, but, um, you know, I, I, you know, it's funny. I, I got to tell you this. The, the uh, This will make you laugh. The Penguin character running a nightclub and being, you know, in with the mafia and stuff like that kind of reminds me like Jack Ruby, you know? It was like, it seems like a Jack Ruby kind of guy running a nightclub, in with the mafia, getting caught up in, you know, murdering politicians and all. Um, but uh, overall, you know, other than those comments, I thought the movie was great. I gave it a B, not necessarily an A. Uh, definitely held my attention. I thought the plot was great. And uh, I'm already looking forward to the next one. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Do you know who that was playing uh, Penguin? Your no, that was? That no. was Colin Farrell. Oh, shit. Really? really? Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't wow, think, yeah, that was Colin Farrell. And, wow. and as far as the, that character goes, did you watch the, uh, the Gotham TV show on Fox? It was like four seasons, uh, five seasons? Not- not not regularly. I caught a couple episodes. Not regularly though. I I liked it, and and that was the same take on on Penguin. The the Penguin character there, the origin story, like he was the same thing. He he was an up and coming mob guy, worked his way up. Uh, so so uh-huh. that that kind of that, that take on him has been done. And as far as okay. yeah, I know what you're saying. You want the 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 comic bookie, the monocle, the top hat, and all that. You know, you yeah. want that. But the whole point, like the the the, the director said, Matt Reeves, the director said. He wants to make it everybody grounded. He wants to make this realistic. So rather than yeah. have the characters look like right out of the comic books, like he wants, like like the movie, it didn't really feel like a superhero movie. It felt like, uh, I mean, it was scary. It was legit scary at times. You know, it mm-hmm. felt like yeah. a like a, like a crime thriller. Um, and yeah. you know, and just you know, your 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 main hero cop guy just happened to be that Batman. Um, so yeah, so he wanted to keep things quote unquote realistic in terms of the villains and, and the act like he, you know, he had the squirrel suit. He couldn't glide around with the cape yet. Maybe he'll develop, I don't know, but he actually had the squirrel suit, which is a real thing. You know, the people, the people actually have those. He almost mm-hmm. crashed and, you know, so the, 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 the director wanted to keep it, you know, as again, quote unquote, as realistic as you could possibly make a superhero movie. Um, yeah, so so I do give him credit for for doing that. Right, yeah, cool I, don't, I don't have a big problem with enough. that. I mean, like I, like I said, it's probably me just being a stick in the mud of you know traditionally what the characters <laughs> look like. But you know, I mean, I I mean, I, I loved the Jack Nicholson Joker. Um, oh, yeah. I, I thought he oh, was, yeah. Heath, Le- Heath Ledger was you know in that in the Joker movie was a great uh, character too. Um, I was kind of disappointed that there wasn't a Joker in this movie. I was expecting him too, but um, oh, well, you, he, uh, he was no. at the end. Did you did you not did you not pick up on that uh, when he was in Arkham? I must have um, missed it. No, I must have missed it. Well, when did I miss that? Oh, very end, very end. Um, when um. When Riddler is in prison, when Riddler's in prison, right. and he's talking right. to that guy in the next cell, you, you did that. That's yep. him. 
Oh, I must I must oh. have missed that. Oh, wow. Also, with okay. the deleted scene, well, there is a if, if, when you next time go to YouTube and, and and Google, they released it like last week. Google Batman deleted scene where Batman oh, actually right. sits down and talks to him. And then you know for like this was kind of alluding to him, and you kind of assumed mm-hmm. it was him, but it was. There's also a deleted scene where you actually see him, and Batman okay. is talking with him, kind of like a Hannibal Lecter situation. You know, he's like uh, getting advice on, on the Riddler, and they deleted the scene, but it's a great scene. Check it out on YouTube. So, yeah, that was definitely right, well, Joker. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll have to watch it again if it comes on, like, uh, HBO Max or something like that to, to watch it again, because yeah. I'm, I'm actually a, got a, Monday. a long time. I'm actually a long time very devoted James Bond fan, and mm-hmm. I, always go see, I always go see James Bond movies twice. Once to see it, and then once to kind of see things that I might have missed, or you know. Sure. So, so, so I always go see him twice. So I'm gonna to have to find a way to watch this again because it was actually uh, Monday. Really it's, 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 it's on it's on HBO on Monday the 18th. This Monday. Oh, okay. All right. I'm gonna to have to. I'm gonna to have to do that. <laughs> there you go. I definitely want to watch it again. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. I'm wrapping up. I gotta uh, get, there we I gotta go. Get All right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I didn't want to go see this movie and then have Scott not, you know, know that I did it. I did it for him. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah. You, you've been telling, you've been saying that for weeks, man. But yeah, but thank know, you very right? much on that, man. And you did it. I was all. But say what? No, <laughs> I was just saying I was all. I was all set last week to talk about it. Then Scott wasn't here. Right. That's right. Yeah, I gotta catch up and watch it when I get a chance, man. Can you dig it? 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 Blee blue, blee blue, blee blue, blee blue, blee blue, blee blue, blee blue.